You're listening to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Vanguard. Thank you so much for coming. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is taking place on the land of the Gadigal Wongal people. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for... Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands! Yeah! Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about! Show two. Was anyone here at the first one? Yeah, sick! Awesome! Well, thank you for sticking around. Love a late crowd, love a late night Sunday crowd, because you motherfuckers have got nothing to lose. Extremely good shit. Very, very happy to have you all here. Before we get started, I just want to give a massive, massive shout out to the Vanguard. Like, obviously, there were months and months where no shows were happening, and that sucked ass. But this was the first place to reopen, and I have been hanging around this place like a literal bad smell ever since. And I am so, so grateful to this venue for facilitating live music and putting on some of my favorite shows this year. So please give a massive, massive round of applause to the Vanguard for having us. Fuck, I'm just happy to be out of the house, dude. You seen the news lately? Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord. But, uh, yeah, please give me, give me just a little bit of noise if you have listened to All My Friends Are In Bar Bands before. Okay, good, good. That's strong. Okay. Now, st- again, I'm, I'm, re- I'm recycling this from the first show, but still using that system. Please let me know if you have never listened to All My Friends Are In Bar Bands before. All right. Excellent. Even better. That's what we want to hear. Look. Welcome. You took a punt, and that means the world to me. Basically, five years ago, I started wrangling in people uh, that I was friends with that I initially only just knew because I went to go and see them play, and I was a certifiable punisher for most of them, uh, and basically just want to know everything from before we met. Like, what made them want to play music? Like, what records were they listening to? All that sort of stuff. And I kept doing that and doing that and doing that. And now I've been doing that for five goddamn years. And that has brought us to this very moment right here. And right now, I'm going to chat to three people that have never done the podcast before that I have known uh, and listened to the music of for years and years and years. Like, since I was a literal teenager, all of the guests tonight, their music has been a big part of my life. So I'm very, very stoked to have them here. You guys ready? All right. All right. Our first guest was a founding member of the Vines before joining Youth Group. He's also been part of bands such as Jewel and the Falcon, Community Radio, Betty Ayers, most recently Victoria, totaling over 25 years as a musician. Please welcome Patrick Matthews. Hello. Hello. How are you, Dave? Hey, mate. Our next guest is the lead vocalist and guitarist of Children Collide, as well as an accomplished solo artist. Please welcome Lord Fascinator himself, Johnny Mackay. G'day. G'day. Our final guest 
is one of the most distinct and powerful voices in the history of Australian music with platinum albums, sold out tours, and the adulation of her peers to prove it. Please welcome the divine Miss Sarah Blasco. Hello. Very kind introduction. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Like I said, I, I've been like listening to all of you in some way, shape, or form for many, many years of my life. So it's a real thrill to have you all here. Uh, just trying to go back and think how I met all of you initially. Pat, we met probably about a decade ago. Do you That's remember right. this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, like this would have been. Is, this was at uh, a venue in Wollongong that no longer exists called the Otis Bar, right? And yeah, yeah, a couple of people remember. This was, uh, I think it was an Andy Bull and Allies show, just to really timestamp that motherfucker. And I clock you and I'm just like, are you, are you Patrick Matthews? And you just look at me just like, have I done something wrong? Like, who is this fucking dude? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought, I did wonder, I hadn't been recognised at all very much. Yeah. <laughs> but then it became clear that you had a very encyclopedic knowledge of music, so yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't feel too worried. Look, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, man. You were a poster on my wall. You were up there. You were up right. there, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. You knew of uh, what uh, small solo bands or not, you know, side projects I was doing. You knew everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. And I, you remember exactly what acts were playing that night when yeah. we were in Wollongong, yeah. Well, yeah, I think your partner at the time was looking after our lives. Is yeah, that, no, I drove the there? band down yeah, to yeah. Wollongong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic band, Dad. That's some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I've seen you at lots of gigs since. Yes, indeed. With your yeah. 300 a gig a year habit. Look, yeah. Under normal circumstances, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not quite hitting the, my, my uh, desired goal this year, but, you know. Doing all right under the circumstances. It must have been hard for you. Lockdown. Oh man, it's been a little bit bullshit, but you know, like I hit triple figures this week, which is more than I was expecting to. That, so. that is seriously impressive. Yeah, <laughs> you have like sixty banked from uh, up to February. Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there was nothing. Actually, the last show I went to pre everything was here. It was Dyson Stringer Cloa. That was March fifteenth. And that was the day that fucking ScoMo went on TV and we were all just like, oh, fuck, this is happening. And then everything got cancelled during that week. And so there was like nothing for like three months. And, oh, God, it was a shit fight. Like, what was the last thing you did? Like, was it, was it that youth group tour back in November? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? Because that was the first time you guys had done anything for ages. Well, it's a, you know, it was a three-show tour, so yeah. it was uh, the first show was a, a warm-up, and the, yeah. the second show was good, and the third show was awesome, and then it was all over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> like, yeah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what order did you go? Was it, it, was, was it Brisbane, Melbourne, and then Sydney? Uh, I think it was Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. Okay, so I got yeah, the I got the the, I was at the second one. I was at the Brisbane show, so I got the good show. Yeah, the, the medium, yeah, yeah, the yeah, the yeah. medium rare. That's what, yeah, that's the desired taste. Yeah, for sure. Johnny, I'm trying to think, like, because oh, me and my brother and all my friends in high school were just punishes for children collide. Anytime you fuckers would turn up, and you fuckers turned up a lot. Like, basically, like. There was a period there where you guys were touring like every couple of months, and we would just we would just rock up all the goddamn time. We we did uh, really did like having punishers there actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd have that in the back of my head when I was writing the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
just just thinking which motherfuckers are going to be screaming the the chorus back to you at some point later on. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what part of uh, town would have we have seen you the most? Ah. Uh, Wollongong, a lot of Wollongong shows, and we came up for those Sydney shows as oh, yeah. well. My personal favourite probably would have been the night you guys played at another venue that no longer exists, the Patch in Fairy Meadow. Do you remember that show? Oh my god! Actually, yeah. I just think we would play these. I guess that you call them. Do you call them satellite cities? The little Basically, cities yeah. outside of the main cities. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're always the wildest ones, and there'd always be fights in the car park. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that that part of town just felt like. Kind of, is there a bit of a bikey contingent around yeah, there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very antithetical to the name Fairy Meadow, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> just all these stores. Yeah, I live in Fairy Meadow. What of it, cunt? Yeah. Just <laughs> land of contrast, Wollongong. I tell you what, but a little bit further up from Wollongong is a place called Stanwall Park, and there's a place in Stanwall Park that no longer exists, which is a record store called C Notes, and. Seeker Lover Keeper did an in-store at C-Notes back in 2011, and that is where I met Ms. Blasco for the very first oh, time. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't, I don't expect you I to. <laughs> You're a very memorable guy. I don't know how. Yeah, I must have been out of my mind. Oh, look, it's fine. It's fine. So that was, I think, yeah, so that was the very first tour. That might have been one of the first, like, proper Seeker Lover Keeper Shows because, like, I think the tour started that night at the Heritage. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> we were um, and to- Toby Martin, who's here tonight, uh, opened that tour as well. <laughs> Toby. Hi, Toby. <laughs> Toby's also been a guest yeah. on the show. Come on. <laughs> come on up. Yeah, like, this this crowd, everyone fucking knows everyone. You know, it's, it's one of those kind of fucking crowds. But, um, God, that, that first. SLK tour was just something else. Like I can imagine that would have been such a different experience for you and and Holland Sal as well. Like you know, after spending so many years, kind of like defined as you know solo artists, to be able to have this kind of camaraderie between the three of you. It's just like, yeah, we're a fucking band, you know. Like that's a that's a very cool thing to get out and do for the like properly for the first time, you know. Well, because the three of us are neurotic, we actually found it terrifying. Oh, for real, yeah. And we didn't we couldn't look at each other on stage because we didn't know how to interact like yeah, as a yeah. kind of a trio. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there was a lot of awkwardness, um, but we there still is actually, as you probably know, because you've seen us recently. Yes, I have. Because that was the last shows I did before. Yeah, everything stopped as well yeah. with Seek Love a Keeper. Yeah, I was a I was a, I was a deadhead for Seek Love a Keeper last year. I saw yeah. you guys like six times. <laughs> yeah, well, we got you in a video clip. Yes, as indeed. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are mesmerising. I've kept forgetting my lyrics because you were <laughs> performing towards me. <laughs> From the audience, and oh. and when I said to the girls that I'd like you to be in a video clip, they were like, oh, no, I think you'd be too shy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that someone that looks like that <laughs> performing towards us in, is not oh. going to be too shy to be in a video. So. Like, you don't know what it means to be, to like, be in the lineage of just like Barry Otto fucking Magda Shabansky and then fucking DJ Y. I was like, <laughs> one of these things is not like the others. Like, oh, what no. the fuck am I doing You're here? outstanding. I, oh, well, I, thank you very yeah, much. You, the warmth of your eyes, I, I could, yeah, I don't know how to... Oh, that's lovely. It's, done. <laughs> yeah, it's still up on the internet. You, can, you guys can have a look when it's it when, when it's all done, uh, all said and done. But for now, 
I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio, that sort of thing, to clicking over and being, this is what I want to do. I want to sing, I want to play instruments, I want to you know, make music, be in a band, all that sort of stuff. Pat, we'll start with you. Can you tell us about how music kind of factored into your childhood and your upbringing and if there was kind of a switch-on moment for you? Well... I thought you were going to ask me what bands I was in in high school or something like that. And I had just made me think then I was in the concert band. Oh, hell school. yeah. <laughs> and I used what to wear a little bow tie. And I played the saxophone. Oh, sick. Yes. <laughs> so my awakening to music probably came a bit later, maybe. I mean, I was into a bit of rock and roll in early high school. There's a band called Rat Cat. Oh, were, yeah. Don't go now, baby. What a yeah, tune. Yeah. Very important band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then there was the Stone Roses. I just remember the really good ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, Stone yeah, Roses. yeah, yeah, yeah. But before all of that, there was Guns N' Roses. Hell yeah, well. dude. But um, all the while, I was playing saxophone in a school band. And <laughs> Andrew Just Lloyd Webber. Just along to Welcome to the Jungle. Just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I learned to play guitar at some point. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start a band at all until after school. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's when, um, with the other guy in the vines, Craig, we used to work at McDonald's. That yeah, was the yeah, year yeah. after school. In Hurstville, yeah? Yeah, South yeah, yeah. Hurstville. yeah. And then, that, then it all sort of mushroomed, blossomed. <laughs> Why did Hurstville get a laugh? <laughs> you from Hurstville? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in the train station. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, baby. Big pop for Hurstville. South Hurstville, actually. Yeah. Yeah, South Sydney rap. That's what's up. Oh, so, globally, I mean, I guess I was, I'm, I'm still not a performer. I don't know what I'm doing up here. So, <laughs> my... Everything happens, things happen strange ways, so I'm the least performerish person I think could be (laughs) (laughs) before you're not in a band at all. (laughs) Sorry, have you two been on the cover of Rolling Stone or? Because this guy has. I don't know. That was Burn. Yes, he has. So, Uh, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yet. I don't think. Don't think so. You'd remember something like that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, what about you? Ah. How did I get? Was the question? Yeah, how did, how, yeah, I, how'd you get? I didn't realise, by the way, that you sent these questions through. I didn't look at any of them. So that's fine. Let's just <laughs> check this spontaneity that's going to happen. How did that's I good. get into music? I yes. feel like it's an annoying drug I've been trying to get off this whole time. But I, I was like in year twelve, and my friend gave me his guitar, and I just hid in my room pretending to do homework. And then we made a band called the Happy Little Elves. And we Sick. did like Great two name. Nirvana covers and two originals and played a gig. And that was like six months after I picked it up. And then. And then, oh, and then I like, I made friends with these weird jazz beards that like played kind of like <laughs> bitches brew Miles Davis sort oh, of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that, that point, I was like, I can't be a musician. I'll never be able to do that. Yeah, and yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> I These think I've been playing in seventeen six. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I've just been trying to get to that ever since. I think. <laughs> just trying to play bitches brew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely hear that in Farewell Rocket Ship. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. <laughs> One and the same, really. <laughs> so, what about you? Like, uh, how did music kind of factor into your childhood and upbringing? Well, my dad was an early influence because he had lots of records that he bought from garage sales and, and stuff. Um, mm. He had... Uh, uh, some of his taste was good. Some of it was questionable. Uh, he, I definitely Same with any dad, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I became a fan of Paul McCartney before I knew that the Beatles existed. Oh, for real? Um, Did he have like Ram and Two and shit? He or? had um, Pipes of Peace was my first. Oh, um, huge. Banger. <laughs> and then my mum loved Olivia Newton-John. Um, so their record collection, uh, I used to just sit there for hours looking at the records and, 
And the Elephant Man soundtrack was a big one for me. Really? Because <laughs> I was terrified of it as a kid and I would look at the sleeve and just be terrified but obsessed. Um, right. And then, so was that, that like an OST thing? Like was it like the score from the movie? Yeah. Yeah, right, was, right, right. Yeah, it was – yeah. It makes a lot of sense now when I hear it because it's, it's like circus music and it's – yeah, I don't know. It makes, it makes sense to me now that I liked that. Um, but there was that and then I went to – church a lot when I was a kid and that was where I started singing and not really thinking about it yeah but then I remember somebody saying to me one time oh can you sing and I and I thought oh can I and then I thought well maybe I can and then and the, yeah that was and then I just loved singing and I would Love my sister it. and I would sing all the time around the house and our neighbors um yeah Thought it was pretty funny because we were like, "Oh, the singing girls!" <laughs> um, so, Here she yeah, comes, and that was it. Yeah. I don't know. I just loved it. And yeah. You're still the singing girl to this day. Singing girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> singing woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Lady, singing lady. And that singing girl grew up to be yeah. <laughs> the singing lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. yeah. It's got it's got a nice ring to it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Pat, where did you grow up? Hurstville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Represent! Oh, got some huge fans in the room, loving that shit. (laughs) So, pretty immediate access to like music. Then, like you just get the train into the city and you set. Yes, and there was a record store called Sound Garden at Hurstville. Oh, for real? Yes, I wasn't in the boondocks. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, but it wasn't exactly uh, the Lower East Side of New York. Yeah, (laughs) also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurstville's not exactly (laughs) Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like. Were you, were you, like, going to shows a bunch growing up? Uh, I went to some all-ages shows, but I think I was actually 18 by the time I went to an all-ages show. Oh, so for no, real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At which point it just starts getting weird, doesn't it? You're just like, uh-oh, I feel like a chaperone. <laughs> and I think, I think I was thinking the other day, it's like, the first show I went to maybe was the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. Like, it wasn't even music. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> In year 12 or... Maybe I went to like see Dig play at the basement. Oh yeah, something nice. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, like I don't know, like just growing up in the early nineties, like you know that that kind of era is just so mythologized. You know, like you know, like going to like the first big doubt and all that sort of stuff, and every, everyone has all these fucking like big stories of like getting to see these artists before they were massive or anything like that. Yeah, like was that? Yeah, yeah, right. It's just that one little bit past it where you're just like, oh god damn it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was, uh, I suppose I, I was a little bit of a, I mean, I was into music. I was, at school, I was into sport and yeah, yeah, also yeah. studying and music and all. It all happened after uni. So I went to yeah. probably the Big Dad in 1995 yeah. rather than 1990. Was it one when Nirvana I think played? two, yeah, yeah. Or two or three, yeah, thereabouts. But like 95, like, was that like Soundgarden and like the Ramones and shit? Um, there, was, uh, there was a metal band, um, uh, like a, you know, ministry. ministry. Oh, ministry! Yeah. Shit, that was the God big damn. band. Yeah, God maybe Hole was playing as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Ninety-five. Yeah. That would have been like live through there. So yeah, that would have been like prime trash, Courtney. Just just tearing into people. That's yeah. that's the shit that you want for sure. <laughs> Is it? Oh yeah, for for someone like her, a hundred percent, hundred percent. What about you, Johnny? Like, where about to you? We're growing up. Ever heard of the uh, Big Banana? Uh, sh- <laughs> you lived in the Big Banana? Yeah, inside it, yeah. 
you so just peel it open and Johnny's just there. Hey guys. Yeah, it's a it's got a lot of educational um, backlit plaques about banana farming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, um, <laughs> you got them memorized by the time. There's you're the like... Gros, Gros, Gros Michel. There's the uh, Blue Lubin. I can't remember the other names. Right. Yeah. 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 But that was that was like the big uh, like you're right near there. I've I've lived in a lot of places since then, and I have to say that's the most violent place I've lived. <laughs> Just punch-ons out the front of the big banana. Not, not specifically at the big banana, but general area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> There's just something about that potassium that just makes people want to just fucking shank one another. Yeah. yeah, that's the dream. I love it. I love it. Sarah, whereabouts were you growing up? Uh, I was out near the in the Hills District uh-huh. uh, until I was about 11, and then I moved to the Shire. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would, I would, I spent a lot Not of time. Not as in, popular as Hurstville, yeah. apparently. I spent a lot of, uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Hurstville actually, because all my friends from school lived there. So, but yeah, I loved the train ride yeah. out of the Shire to the city. I spent a lot of time on the train into Newtown and Glebe, and thinking like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is amazing. Yeah, 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 totally. It just, it just. When, especially when you're young, you're like going in there. You're just like, this is like, yeah. this is like a metropolis, you know? Like, this is the mecca. This is everything I wanted this it to be. be. Yeah. yeah, fucking a. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Pat, how old were you when you played your first show, and where was it? Um, well, it was at the South Hurstville yeah! RSL Club. And uh, well, it was a bowling club, South Hurstville RSL Bowling Club. And mm-hmm. it was one of the friends from McDonald's 18th, and I think I was 19. Right. Yeah. God help you. Or maybe it was 20. It was around about then, sort of 1994. No, that's, right. sorry, not 19. Oh, actually, no. There you go. He was 18, I was 19. You're 94. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. What was the band called? Uh, we, I don't think we had a name. Classic, we, yeah. We didn't have a name. We just played covers. We played... A Nirvana song called Been a Sun, and we played a couple of UMI songs. Yeah. We played a, a Velvet Underground song that Nirvana had covered. Oh, nice. Yeah. The name of. yeah. Oh, that's so high school doing the cover <laughs> of the cover. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah, we, we were really interested in, in easy songs at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three chords, sick. We're done. Let's go. Yeah. And then. Um, then the amps blew up, or what? The guitar amp blew up, and, then, and at the very same time, like this huge fight started, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> classic Hurstville. What a night! It was. Yeah, I mean that is pretty classic Hurstville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny, do you remember the first show that you played? Yeah, it's kind of similar. Well, it was just at the local town hall, which I think they ended up bulldozing to make. A car park for the RSL, which yeah, is tracks. pretty. Yep. That's classic Cos Harbour. Oh yeah, situation. And um, yeah, so we did a couple of Nirvana covers, a couple of originals, and then there was fights at the end. That was hell was yeah, pretty, baby. Pretty similar. I was seventeen, I think. Yeah. What was the band called? It was the Happy Little Elves. Oh, sick! What a, what a tight name. We did like two shows ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one and of I, them had ended in a fight. Like. I wouldn't let the singer play guitar because I. I couldn't sing, and I'm like, I, I can't be like the second guy. Like, I, 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 can't, I wanted to be the only guitarist. Right. And he, oh, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Honestly, to this day, if I see this guy, he's like, you wouldn't let me play guitar. <laughs> Why are you just fucking saying? <laughs> You're supposed to be the front man, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, love it. I love it. Sarah, how old, we, how old were you when you kind of performed for the first time? Was that choir the first time you'd, you'd done stuff like that? Like, 
Uh, I was in the youth group band, uh, yeah. so I sung there. Not that band, just oh, to no, clarify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> we'll why I them. loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I immediately, I was like, whoa, I've got to see them play. Um, yeah. No, uh, yeah, youth group at church. <laughs> yeah, then, well, then, yeah, I kind of left the church and then, yeah, sort Steve of. Steve Kilby did. was pissed about that. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Another great joke. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Um, <laughs> But just like uh, I feel like I played the friend in hand in Glebe mm-hmm. to like a, an enormous cat. There was there's this huge <laughs> cat walked through, and then I remember I was right near the door, and um, some people walked through with beers, and I was clearly in their way. <laughs> um, so they were elbowing past me, and then a huge cat, and then one of my friends. That was one of my first shows. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's very memorable. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you you never forget your first cat. Yeah, that was my the only cat I've played to. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's early days, you know. I, I reckon, yeah, this next tour coming up, like, yeah. BYO Cat, I think, is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the new vibe. We'll just have them all crawling around the 505. I think that'll... It was the biggest cat I've ever seen. So to this day, yeah. On just stage open or challenge off. to anyone coming to the show. She's like, bring the biggest cat you have. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time finding one because this oh. was... I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. fuck Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the stuff that you were doing, like prior to, I guess the the things that you're doing now as an artist. So, like Pat, can you tell us like what kind of bands you were kicking around in, like before the Vines kicked off? No, that was the first band. Oh, that. Oh, so yeah. that became the Vines. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't have a name. I mean, it seems obvious, like you need a name to be in a band, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a name. And then Dave, our drummer, called us Rishi. Cash, Rishi Kesh. Rishi Kesh, yeah. Yeah, which was where the Beatles went in India. And oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig never liked it, so Craig just named it after his dad's band, The Vines. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the original was with a Y. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, so, so you didn't have any other bands, like, before that? No. Nah. Yeah, right. No, yeah, when I joined Youth Group, that was my second band. Oh, wow. Fuck, yeah. big step. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're a committed man. I'll give you that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it wouldn't leave them. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you? They're a wonderful band. They're good people. Well, yeah. I, would, I, know I stayed in and vines qu- quite a bit too long as well. So yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm loath to leave a band. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Johnny. So you had the Happy Little Elves. Oh, this is going to be a long, boring bunch of names. If you want to know everything. Oh, dude. Oh. Like the worse <laughs> the name, the better. Honestly. All right. We'll, we'll talk about one band. I had, I had a band called the Phillips Sisters. Which was me and my mate Johnny Gold Coast. <laughs> okay, and, hang on, Johnny Gold Coast. And uh, so legally binding name. So we had that band, and we'd we'd get flown up here quite a bit to play some weird, weird gigs. Um, a lot of like gigs on like the Colombian and that, like, and they'd pay us in brown ecstasy. As you and, do, um, yeah. Anyway, event. This guy one night came to see us called Jim Barbecue, and he wanted to join the band. <laughs> And Jim Barbecue's None real- of these names are real. Jim Barbecue no, Jim Barbecue's really flexible. <laughs> okay. Good start. I, I'm not allowed to tell the thing that he can do, but he's got this particular skill he can do. And All anyway, right. once once Jim Barbecue joined the band, we changed the band's name from the Phillips Sisters to the Amazing Phillips Sisters. Okay. And uh, then one night uh, Johnny Goldcoast had a dream and woke up and we had to change it to Electric Smile Band. <laughs> That's the end of my story. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's his story and he's sticking to it. 
<laughs> oh, God. Sarah, did you have any bands in high school? Uh, not really, no. Um, I, no. No one would have known that I did music uh, at high school. I, I was behind closed doors because... In year seven, my music teacher told me I didn't have a musical bone in my body. Oof. So it kind of turned me off. <laughs> and I thought I didn't sort of, yeah, exist within the realms of anything. Did you take around the platinum record over to her place? Just like, no, I haven't rub- rubbed it in. Um, <laughs> no, but she, she, well, she was angry because I was making fun of because uh, I could see her underpants <laughs> but not, behind her London, white dress. You saw France. Yeah, she had giant know. underpants. Yeah, yeah. And then she was she saw red when uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's told me why can't you be like your sister? Because my sister was very prominent in the in the uh, school music scene because she would sing at assemblies and stuff. Yeah, right. And um, but she thought that I didn't like music or didn't want it because I didn't I didn't understand to me it seemed like maths so I right, didn't, yeah I didn't know I didn't understand it at all then I was in a band a church kind of offshoot band church youth group like right yeah, offshoot yeah, yeah. band was it like Christian rock or like no it was folk <laughs> oh lovely it was it was very genteel uh and uh it was called acquiesce and um lovely. then I realized <laughs> no one could spell acquiesce it was a oh, it, it was at university at the time and I thought that was a great word <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah I realized yeah, yeah. no one could spell it and so it was completely futile <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and really quite wanky and then we then one of the guys in the band wanted to do us to do ca- counseling together um when we couldn't get along and then that, that was the end. <laughs> then oh, I went true. solo. <laughs> yeah. Like band counselling? Like some yeah. kind of monster style band counselling? Yeah, we weren't a stadium band. Holy we shit. <laughs> we were still playing it. Yeah. God, I want to I see that alternate timeline. It's just yeah. you and Lars Ulrich just having it out. <laughs> That's the dream. Holy but yeah, shit. Then I went solo because, I don't know, maybe I, can't, I couldn't work with people. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> time, yeah. Now I can. Now you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a band for a little while you got you got to sort it out now yeah uh i want to talk about the first proper tours that you you guys went on so pat i'm i'm guessing forget not your first love it was it was with the vines like uh like what kind of shows were you doing like when the band was first kicking off like were you playing much outside of uh the beloved grove of hurstville no i mean i guess we we had a in in some ways a fairly charmed existence yeah but like we're quite different from the normal band story, but we got discovered, whatever, by a, a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then our first actual tour was supporting UMI. Right. And we were, that was 2001, say. So it was, it was, UMI was like post, post their sort of heyday of like 96. But yeah, were, yeah, that would have been like Dress Me Slowly era. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davey would Bang have just on. joined, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Davey Lane had just joined. That's all right, yeah. Those are massive venues anyway, and um, that was the first time we'd been anywhere except the biggest gig before that had been the Iron Duke. Oh, to, shit. To like 100 yeah. people. <laughs> bit of a jump. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a jump, and, but it was, it, was, it was fun. Dave, our first drummer, did not really like it. Um, right, yeah, 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 yeah. We found it quite ner- It seemed quite nerve-wracking for him. And, yeah, and then, like, we had some one crazy uh, night in St Kilda that was sort of like a premonition of what was <laughs> to come. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really had no idea what was going to go on. But like, uh, so, because Craig was kind of a fairly normal person back in 2001. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But then we had this night where like he, um, he, I guess he wanted, um, 
one of our managers to buy him some pot or something and mm. they mm-hmm. were like, no. <laughs> and so he smashed the phone and then him and Dave went and wandered the streets of St Kilda for hours and then <laughs> came back at the end. Yeah, they <laughs> and they claimed they almost got arrested like they were standing outside the McDonald's asking people for weed and a cop car pulled up <laughs> but they were looking for someone else because that was St Kilda. At yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really honestly, I, I was like, I didn't think, uh, I didn't know that everything, like, we were going to tour the world with a madman yeah. at the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have yeah, paid more attention yeah. to St Kilda, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Doomsday. <laughs> like, yeah, because how are you kind of taking that in? Because that's like a big jump to, you know, be performing on those on those sort of stages. Like, it, it, what's the adapt? What, what, like the adaptation process you've like probably you. seen me on stage like I don't really do much I mean, it's yeah some, like I was going to yeah. say you're a very like reserved performer yeah. yeah and I'm thinking I guess I'm thinking like nah, this is kind of strange yeah <laughs> <laughs> winding the song down like getting to the end yeah, but yeah. like I mean it wasn't things it didn't really go that well like it wasn't like we played any shows where the audience really warmed to us or anything on that right yeah, yeah yeah and it wasn't like it was empty but it, you know I guess that's not the way it really worked for us like we didn't you know blow the UMI off the stage yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going like well this is you know but then we were already probably in a few months we were going overseas to record the album so yeah 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 I, I, you know I'd just taken a year off uni and I was like well, this is interesting yeah see, totally see what happens oh, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a big <laughs> one it's a big one for sure Johnny, what do you remember about the first time you went out on tour? I'm getting a bit of envy listening to that, to, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I slept. Yeah, just like casually opening for UMI. Yeah. I was, was going to say I slept in a lot of couches. I slept in a lot of situations where there wasn't even a couch. <laughs> oh, God, those <laughs> are the worst, right? You know, or maybe you like, you do the thing where you book your flight back from Adelaide at six in the morning and just stay up all night. Yeah, We oh, were doing dude. that shit for Famous ever. last words there, holy and shit. I, I, you know, we did eventually do some supports where it was like, be suburban or whatever, and there'd just be a fucking fight in the car park at the Peninsula Lounge. <laughs> what is it with you and fights in the or, car park? Or Spencer park? P. Jones, like, spit, swig and vodka, like, next to me. And I'd try, yep. I wanted to be cool, so I'd be like, yeah, I can't stand sculling vodka. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah I'm tough and cool. And I'm like, anyway, but the, uh, the, st- the, the show I can remember when I was listening to your uh, glory tales was uh, some university show we played and, um, and this is with Children Collide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I, I think there was free sausages. Because we were playing to the side of a line and the line was going that way. And we yeah, were yeah, playing yeah. That way. <laughs> you cut through the line, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That was a good one. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've been there. I feel like I've done that too. Yeah, <laughs> side of a line? The side of a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for a cue. Oh, sorry, should we talk on the mic? Yeah, there's a mic set. Yeah, sorry. It's your first time using a mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tend to hold it out too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've definitely played to a side of a line. <laughs> oh, sure. man, People that's good vibe. Yeah, really well, what about you? What was, 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 did you tour, like, pre-Overture? Like, did you go out on, like, like the UAE yeah. yeah, who did I? Oh, I did a tour with Jersey and Gelberson. I remember that Holy was Holy shit, that... Influential. I just had, like, numb flashbacks thinking about those bands. Like, god <laughs> damn. I haven't heard... I literally haven't heard those names in, like, 15 yeah. years. That was my first sort of big... Proper sort of tour. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. A lot of drinking. 
What else did I do? I just I feel like I just remember lots of like the Hope Town, the Annandale, the yeah. Lansdowne, like yeah, just yeah, playing yeah. all around. But yeah, I guess that was my first sort of national kind of tour, and then I didn't do I I oh, I did a, a few supports with Badly Drawn Boy. And oh, that wow, was, and yeah. he was at a really terrible time in in his life. So the poor guy, it was it it, it was like a yeah. I just saw him storm off the stage a lot and bash the keyboard because he was oh, away man. from his family a lot. Oh man! So that was so I was really excited, and then <laughs> to see the, yeah, that sort yeah, of end like of self-destruction thing. shit. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was hating it, and I was like so excited just to be there. And then he was yeah. like. Oh, that's so weird. Oh, man. Because he would have, yeah. like, about a boy would have come out around that yeah. time as well. So, like, his shit was just, like, everywhere. Yeah. I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, yeah, he walked off in a rage and then he got wrapped up in the, in the curtain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> You was can't mesmerizing. be angry while you're attached to a curtain. Yeah, he <laughs> got wrapped up and then he had to unwrap <laughs> while we were standing there watching, you know, from the side of the stage. It was, yeah, oh, it was, my it was God. memorable. <laughs> Uh, Pat, take me back to uh, the Vines going to America because, like, that's, like, engraved in my mind. I remember all of that shit blowing up. Like, I remember seeing, like, the hype packages at the ARIA Awards. I remember seeing that cover of the Rolling Stones. Like, you guys you guys were one of the, the bands. You know, it was the Vines, the Hives, the White Stripes, you know, this garage rock revival. You know, I'm, like, just ending primary school and all of this is just, like, opening my fucking galaxy and just like I want to know like just on the other side of that because like you said you know this is your first band you know this is the first time you're ever properly I'm assuming it's the first time you've gone overseas as well so there's like there's a lot riding on this whole era in your life like what do you remember about that period in your life now well I had been overseas once right Craig had never been overseas Mm. not sure about Dave so we were hiding out. Yeah, the first few weeks in LA, it was because Hollywood was quite sketchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Craig, just one time we went down to the the Burger King there, and then the next time Craig's like, "Can I give you money?" And <laughs> you just go for <laughs> Did me. you to go to Burger King? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, it, it was, it was all Burger too much. Yeah, yeah, well, it actually degenerated quite badly into that. Like I was doing his laundry and stuff after oh, after a few months because we were there for so long. And yeah, I guess we were. It sort of turned into sort of certain roles. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The butler and the, yeah. and the crazy genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's like, who's the only reason anyone's here is because of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like words straight from his mouth, not just something I'm, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so it was, yeah, I guess so that whole thing. So, yeah, the isolation, perhaps maybe I think back, it's like maybe I, um, could the isolation would have bled into like me just going like, no, this is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about that period, like, real specifically, I guess, now, because, like, I know you're a, you're a teacher now as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I can imagine, like, there are, there are kids that you teach now that, were, like, weren't even born when that shit was happening. I can just imagine them just finding, like, the Letterman performance on YouTube just being like, is that Mr. Matthews? Like, yeah, yeah. what the f- <laughs> Has that happened? Like, there won't to be, there'll be certainly some kids at school who um, are keen followers of any of the social media platforms that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they'll be listening. yeah. A few, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it does happen. <laughs> but <laughs> I, just because, like, it's a literal lifetime ago for you now. Like, I can imagine it's a weird thing to kind of look back on because it was just so full on. Yeah. Well, to get back to the original question, like, I guess from um, after we made the record, which was you know crazy making, and then then everything was just like 
uh, without planning, even though I think some, you know, commentators on music thought it was totally contrived. Yeah. The vines, it sounded so much like the strokes and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like we'd just done it in a split second, we changed our name and, yeah. you know. But uh, it just, we were maybe lucky or maybe unlucky, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fit right into that thing that probably, I mean, I, I believe the strokes started. I, I didn't believe the white stripes started. We could, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but the strokes in England, the strokes, and, then just, and they just wanted, yeah, they wanted the vines so much that um, they overlooked the fact that it was completely crazy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Johnny, you lived over in New York for a while as well. Like, had Children Clyde, like, toured much over there? Like, what was, what was your kind of relationship with, like, playing over there before you moved there? Uh, we only played a couple of times, but I just had a weird memory. Did, was that record with Rob Schnapp? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did our second record eventually. We did it t- twice, the second time with Rob Schnapp. He's a funny guy. Uh, he's great. And <laughs> yeah. I believe he, like, had a hand in discovering Beck. Yes, that, yeah, he was right? yeah. wandering through a market. But we, we got picked up from the... I'm just going off on a tangent here. No, go for it. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. picked up from the airport after, like, recording our second album the first time in this Spanish villa and Jelly Legs was nine minutes long and it was... We, I got to Holy play the... Sh- I want to hear that I got to play the Ham- Holy shit. I got to play the Hammond Leslie from Dark Side of the Moon on it and anyway, the fucking label and management hated it and then we ended up doing it again, whatever. Right. I'm not bitter about it at all. But we got... <laughs> We got picked up from the airport by Rob Schnapp to go and do start pre-production. And the whole time, we'd been to LA a bunch by this stage. We did our first record there and whatever. The whole time, he's going on about this place we're going to um, do pre-production that Guns N' Roses started there. And right. When they first got off the bus, they started there and they still go and rehearse And we're like, fucking shut up, that guy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we're, by the time, our eyes are rolling in the back of our head. We're so sick of him talking about it. He pulls into the car park of this place and fucking Slash is standing yeah. there. <laughs> No right. fucking way! Are you ki- oh my god! Did he have the top hat? Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But I heard that it's a wig. I don't know if he had the top hat. I'm but, be surprised. Um, what yeah. was the question, by the way? <laughs> I was talking about like touring internationally. Oh uh, like, yeah. yeah. No, playing- we've been we've been there a bunch. I, I really felt at home in New York, and then. I saw a bit of a window. I got. I think I got sick of just like waiting three months for the next tour here, and I just decided to live there. So I was. I've been there since 2012, and then back this year for the yeah. <laughs> whatever Perfect the fuck timing. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put out a record for Children Collide because we're known as a live band, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh God, perfect. Love it. Sam, what about you? Like, what uh, what point did you start uh, playing outside of Australia? Like, was that on Overture, or was it a little bit after? Yeah, I did quite a bit in um, with Overture and Underscore, which was in 2004. Yeah. yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I knew that I could count on you to know the yeah the, the, the details. Rely on me, yeah. Um, yeah, I did a bit in America then. Like I, uh, I did a great tour with um, Ray LaMontagne and with um, oh, Martha amazing. Wainwright. Oh, bless! Um, Incredible. So that was that was really good. And then I didn't really do much overseas for a long time, but it was always something that I felt like. I wanted the opportunity to to do and it wasn't until um, I put out As Day Follows Night in 2009 that somebody wanted to put out my record in Europe and so I went and lived over um, in England for a couple of years then and and then in Sweden and um, yeah, so I kind of gave it a bit more of a serious (laughs) go but there was a lot of, yeah, just playing lots of small venues but 
yeah, I, lo- I loved having that opportunity. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all three of you have the common bond of transitioning from the thing you were initially known for into a new project. And I want to ask about like kind of the origins of performing with that. Um, Pat, can you tell me about when and where the first time you played with youth group was? Well, it was um, the actual place was the North Nara Tavern. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right down down your yeah. way. Yeah. I, I grew up like like five minutes from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, south South Coast. Yeah, yeah, Mid yeah. South Coast. <laughs> very, yeah, very, <laughs> very South Hurstville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so. That was um, in two thousand and four. That was would have been the first show of the Skeleton Jar oh. tour. Was that with Red Sunband? No, no. Oh, I loved Red Sunband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pat's brother was played it? in... Oh, no, it was, wasn't it? Well, they were there. You can... <laughs> Toby's here. They definitely were there. Does I don't Toby know they... remember? Who knows? Maybe it was Bit by Bats and... Oh, fuck. Was that... Bit that by Bats. Oh, God damn. Oh. And I Love Space? Yeah. Shit. Oh, that's incredible. But yeah, um, Pat's brother... You, your, bro- your brother played in Red did, Sunband, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys did a tour the next time around, I think. That was... Because, yeah, Toby and Sarah did Rockwiz together. Yeah, yeah. so that would have been like we, maybe 06? Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, the, well, the, the main uh, Red Sun Band tour was probably later than that, I think. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. What, yeah. Good we time. might have played some other shows. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, that's a that's a weird first time, like not at like the hotel or anything. Like, what was it like kind of getting up after, you know, obviously kind of a very intense couple of years, like, moving into a, a very different dynamic and a different kind of musical yeah, atmosphere. It was <laughs> much more pleasant. Yeah, yeah I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that last, that last, say, that um, the Vines tour before that, so in 2004, when, it, like, eventually we just pulled the plug because it was just too crazy. Yeah. So, like, Craig would play two songs. So the first song would be a rock song and the second song would be an acoustic guitar song and then he'd start smashing his... Guitar in the second yep. song. That's right. But yep. for like for five minutes. Yep. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. <laughs> it was performance Johnny's art. Just like, I've been doing that for ten fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> so we were all yeah. So it was quite different. Like Toby waited at least until yeah the fifth song to yeah. smash his guitar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, and it was yeah. It was it was. I mean, that, we didn't play heaps of um you know regional. RSL clubs and that. It was, I don't know yeah. why we played that one, but yeah. So and then we just played Capital Cities, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Classic, good shit. Johnny, um, tell me about the first time you performed as Fascinator. Okay, well, I guess I, 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 Children Clark got very serious, and it was right. three kind of big egos in one band, which I'm sure anyone that's been in a band can relate to. Yeah, and it was also the people around it were very serious, and I think I just wanted something to be the exact opposite of it. Yeah. So I started this funny thing called Fascinator and it was just like no rules. I'd meet someone that day that, um, and they're like, I play flute. I'm like, get up and play with me. Or I'd meet someone that didn't even play an instrument. I'd play an air instrument. And um, that's what it kind of became. It just started as that. Yeah. Like, I started with these masks because I, I, I think at the time I was like, getting annoyed that music seemed to be more about identity than music and I wanted to make this anonymous thing. Right. Yeah. In my mind, I probably thought I was going to be Daft Punk and it yeah, didn't really yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah, like Eventually, I took the mask yeah. off. But um, yeah, it kind of started out as just yeah, a, a silly, fun art 
arty project that it still is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when and where was that? I was show? in New York. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, right. It was, all, it was all, all sort of based in New York. I've done most of probably 80% of that in, yeah. in the States. Do yeah. you remember anything about that first well, show in well, particular? Well, one, one thing I was going to say actually is I was I think I reached out to every little shit band, not little shit, but little shits, yeah. band, <laughs> that, we'd, that we'd got to support us, the Children yeah. of Clyde, and none of them gave me uh, like some tours. But right. the people that did give me tours were Jaguar, Mar and Tame Impala and yeah. Pond. And yeah. it was like, um, it was just nice that it's weird the people that come and help you out. Like, and yeah. they couldn't get anyone to support them. It was, yeah. very, it was like really nice. I did like a couple of North American tours with those bands. It was, it was awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah, that yeah. was like, that was like third, fourth, fifth shows. Right. And me just oh, like wow. pressing space bar on a laptop with a weird mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, very, very free to experiment in front of like hundreds of people. Like yeah, thou- yeah thousands. Oh like, yeah, oh shit. The so, Tame Impala what? ones were like three thousand people. Yeah, shit. And, and it, what what era is this? Like lonerism or like? I guess it was like must have been twenty thirteen ish. Oh okay, yeah. So still lonerism. Yeah. So that yeah. was just like properly breaking overseas. At yeah, that point. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. It was oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. As we talked about before, Sarah, you started Seek Lover Keeper around. I think it was 2010. Uh, the, the record was 2011. Yeah, you but tell me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I, yeah, I well, the record was 2011, you. but you obviously didn't start that year. But like, yeah. it would have been in the works for a while. We talked about it for a while because we all put our first. Um, we all we were all in Sydney putting out our first albums in about 2004. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, with the, the date of that um, with you. Um, <laughs> so we knew each other for a long time and we were uh, Holly Throsby and Sally Seltman and I were all really big fans of each other's stuff and yeah. uh, we joked about having um, a band and then Sally emailed the two of us and said, oh, let, let's call it Seek a Lover Keeper and we were like, all right, let's do it and then we, yeah, we kind of took a couple of years to kind of get together and actually, yeah, sort of get it together and we started off just submitting like a couple of songs each to the first record and then yeah. it's kind of grown a bit since like since then with our second record we wrote it all together and yeah it was it's kind of a hard process i i didn't really enjoy it very much at the beginning to be honest right, like yeah. i um i don't know why i just uh yeah i just found it a bit tough like it's like oh <laughs> I don't know, well, but because you're uh, writing for other people as well, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, just, you're writing a song for someone else to sing. Yeah, yeah, but then, yeah, particularly with this last record that we worked on, I really loved it, and we had yeah. such. We just we like we've all kind of lightened up a lot more, I think. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, there's a lot more going on in all of our lives, so um, it was just such a fun, you know, yeah, joyful sort of ridiculous experience. Yeah, and then playing shows and. Because we do all like to overdo our neuroticism when we're together, yeah, so it gets yeah, yeah, very, yeah, totally. very Seinfeld, um, yeah. ridiculous. And, <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. When and where was the first Seeker Lover Keeper show? Well, I think you, you were was right it, Was before. it that one, really? Yeah, the Bullet show was Oh, the man. First. So, so you, you hadn't done anything prior to that? No. Yeah. No, we were just we were terrified, yeah. I just remember that because there's a very... There's a big pillar in the middle of that room, isn't yes, there? Yes, yes, yes. So I remember thinking, wow, this is weird. Like, we don't know how to talk to each other on stage. And then one of those venues where there's, you're just looking at a pole. The whole yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I, don't, I can't even get – I don't even know what the crowd's thinking. I don't know who, who I am or how we react, like how we are on stage together. And then I'm looking at a 
wall. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. And now back to the wall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're young and first starting out as a musician, I feel like everyone is kind of like raised on this kind of like rock biopic idea of what bands are like and, you know, how everything goes through in a, in a career trajectory. And, you know, there's always that point in those like biopics and docos or whatever. It's just like, and this is the point where the band or the artist had made it, quote unquote. And it's like this very kind of like trite and idealistic view of what music is. But like, I feel like every musician in one way, shape or form has those moments for themselves, whether it's getting to tour to a certain country or play a certain venue or, you know, play with a certain artist or anything like that that kind of... It, connects back to what they do as a musician like for you guys like what kind of sticks out in your mind as kind of moments for you that like if the the younger you that was just starting out knew that this is what what they were doing would eventually lead to like they just kind of like flip out like Pat, what 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 for you? Kind of across what you've done as a musician, yeah, kind of sticks thing, out. Yeah, the whole thing. But um, I mean. I guess my defence mechanism to um, going like it's a bit like it's not real is to like just stare at my feet when I was in the vines anyway just yeah, like yeah, look yeah. down and you're like oh, this is, like I said this is quite interesting yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but I wish I kind of paid more attention to um, things and and been a bit more active but um, I mean the, the whole thing is is just unbelievable as you know so yeah. uh, not just one thing. Because, you know, as charm, just probably from the outside, look, the vines looks like it was perfect. I mean, not perfect. Like, yeah. but, you know, we, made, we must have made such good moves. But, like, yeah. it's weird that now, like, when you meet someone, like, say, I'm teaching at school, and they're like, oh, you're in a band. And it's like, yeah. You know, you know it sort of faded away in about 2002, and they're like, oh, yeah, what happened? It's like, what? No. You know, it's like, not every band makes, you know, seven, you know, smash records in a row, like, yeah, Coldplay, yeah, yeah. like, or, you know, like, does Courtney Barnett and just... Yeah, know, just a sense. Just does yeah, everything yeah, yeah. exactly right, and you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, um, it was. I don't know what I'm trying to say. We, we. No, we I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of why I was curious about like getting to play those kind of like reunion shows with with, with Hamish and, and and Craig and and Ryan as well, like a couple of years ago. with those jet shows, like, yeah. was that a sense of like getting closure on that year of of life for you? I thought you might be there. I don't know if I saw you. I was at the Metro show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you must have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was interested to hear what you might have thought because, I mean, it, t- to the average Jet fan, I think it was like, <laughs> what the fuck are these folks doing? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... Who's the average Jet fan? <laughs> oh, <it's> like... <laughs> Someone's dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, when, they, when Jet are playing, like, yep, this is good. Yeah, fuck yep. yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, you reckon the vines were a bit too puffy for the jet? Fans? Well, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to appreciate us, it's not because we're playing things in tune or oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. sounds on the record. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you think? Well, dude, I will tell you now, just to circle it all back to Guns N' Roses, seeing you and Craig on, toge- on stage together, that was my Axel and Slash moment. I never thought I'd fucking see you two on stage together, and then it happened. I was just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was, it, was, it was quite good. I, mean, I spent that show especially because that was... Um, Actually, both shows. I just was uh, just watching Craig because I felt yeah. like, yeah, I was just watching him. And that first show, the Metro show, was was okay. Like he was pretty good because Ryan is quite into the idea. Ryan's a guitar player. Like maybe we can yeah. like play some shows and get paid. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, and after the Metro show, I was like, 
Maybe. Yeah. And then after the end wash, I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, Just, I, I, no. uh, yeah, we had to, well, we, had to, we cut it short. We played it and he had like a nine song set and we only played seven songs because Hamish, the drummer, like cleverly like see which way it was the wind was blowing and just skipped into the last song and then and then um he was yeah craig was just really going for it and and all jet's expensive gear was there and he was getting closer and closer <laughs> and <laughs> <You're> the, like, <laughs> oh no <laughs> our friend wesley was doing guitars and wesley was like trying to hand him a guitar and it was like Dah! and then everything <laughs> got smashed up. yeah and um yeah it's like yeah He's, yeah, leave it be. <laughs> yeah. Just very emphatically dusting your hands and just yeah, like, and yeah, the, all right. And the Jet fans were like, oh, well, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Solid impression, by the way. Love it. Love that shit. Johnny, what about you? Like, what kind of sticks out for you in terms of what you've been able to do with your music and your career, etc.? Is like, you know, something that would really impress or just kind of blow away younger you? I think I'd actually bum younger me out because I, <laughs> I do... Well, I do have an answer for what I think making it was and yeah. I've regressed from it and it's pissing me off thinking about it, was when I didn't have to un- like pack down my own shit <laughs> and that was like a pretty yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Ma- I can walk off and do whatever I want yeah. like, <laughs> so yeah, fuck but yeah. Now, now I have to unpack pack down my stuff again yeah, like, yeah 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 yeah. And, but if I had told younger me that my, I'd probably be an accountant or something yeah, like yeah. fuck that so this guy that, sounds like a cunt but no I, I, I think with Children Collide when we were you know, in a whatever, clo- whatever was a heyday for it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't appreciate it as much, and since then, doing things with Fascinator, I have found myself on stage going, "You're at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and Conan Moccasin's next to you, and you should think about what you're doing right now. And yeah. It's pretty cool." <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your life is pretty dope. You do some dope shit, my friend. I have to pack my shit up, though, don't I? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, man. You'll get back there one day. I'll, I'll do it for you. you Thank know, you. Yeah. I'll take you up on that. Yeah, you better. <laughs> um, Sarah, what about you? Like, obviously, you've gotten to do some incredible stuff over you know the last almost twenty years now. Like, what whoa, what whoa, kind whoa. of sticks out for you? I know, right? Uh, whoa. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the the most magical show I did was playing at the Opera House with a sixty. Of maybe, actually, maybe it was 40 piece. <laughs> 40 piece orchestra. A measly 40 yeah, sorry, piece like, <laughs> orchestra. <laughs> I just realised that, yeah, it was too high. But yeah, 40 is still quite substantial. Um, <laughs> was, that, was that for Iowake? That was for my record, Iowake, yeah. And um, that was like, I, I cried at the end of that tour because I thought, I, I don't know what, <laughs> I can't, I loved it so much. And yeah. It was like a really big dream of mine to to do a show like that. And then, yeah, I really crashed after that because I, I thought I, I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it all means now. I don't know because yeah, right. this was like this is it pretty much. And then I can kind of yeah. Oh man! But another time, another time was when I had a, a day with Warren Ellis. Was one of my favourite oh, days in my whole yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because um, Jim White played on the first yeah. single of a Keeper record. So was, was that was that just through him? Like how did yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both actually have I've had just some really great chats with the two of them that have been that, really yeah. influential and really encouraging. Yeah, so, yeah. But the day with Warren, Al- Warren Ellis, we ended up, like, lying in hammocks in his backyard. Oh, that sounds <laughs> in incredible. In Paris, talking about music, and I was just... I, I couldn't cope with it because I actually had a really bad... 
big uh, hangover that day. Right, yeah. And yeah, I wasn't yeah. prepared for how <laughs> influential the day was and and um and he knew I was really kind of nervous. Like he agreed to do a little recording for me in his studio and right. then, um and then he knew I was nervous cuz he could hear he could see my hand was like shaking and then and then embarrassingly like uh he could hear my stomach grumbling through the microphone. <laughs> and he was like, oh, are you hungry? And then and I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, right, I'm going to make you some lunch. And then he was like, don't be intimidated. And then we had this really amazing um, day. And, yeah, I'd, so I, like, I really value those kind of – couple of those chats of people that really have spent the time to – encourage you and what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. All of you obviously got into music at, at kind of different points for different reasons, you know, it, it kind of shifts and changes, but like do you feel like the motivation to continue to make music and play and, and you know, do shows and all that sort of stuff is the same as it was when you were initially starting out or do you feel like it's contextually shifted and changed as you've as you've gotten older like pat obviously since youth group started you've played in a bunch of bands over the last like decade or so and you've really kind of like you went from having like only having one band to you know youth group being your second band so like you know most of the 2010s you like you were playing in a bunch of different bands for like a little periods of time like how has your motivation to kind of create and make music and stuff like that changed over the years if Uh, at all i think um Maybe it's just generally at the at the start and still now the same thing is just to I mean, do something with friends, um, so it's like a social. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and I reckon. Um, well, now like you know, like I started finally writing songs. I mean, I, at the very start of the vines, I tried to write songs. Yeah. And, um, the first songs ever we did were my songs, and then Craig was like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got a few songs." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote in the jungle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The songs in the first album. So yeah, so then uh, then I stopped writing songs because that was um, he was quite good at it. And then, but then, so now, like you, you know, I'm in a band with Cam. Cam's here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in a, we were in a band called Community Radio, and and then and now we write songs in in the same band called Victoria. So right, it's different now. Writing songs like I should have done it like you guys. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Just making up for lost time. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's great. Johnny, what about you? Oh, I just have an endless fire burning in my loins to explore. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. That's some, that's some sensational imagery. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I did a fucking musicology degree in New York too. So I've, now I've got like ten thousand other things to explore. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, when I started Fascinator, I it was like all these different genres and all these different ideas, and. Um, Sent to Darren Seltman. Funnily oh, enough, yeah. he helped yeah. me start. He went through like 80 songs for me. And uh, he's like, I think this is what Fascinator sounds like. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, since then, I, I just want to make every kind of song and every kind of sound. And I think that's what an artist is, is an explorer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and you've gotten to do that now. Like, similar to Pat, you've had the chance to kind of reunite with your bands and start doing stuff again with Children Collide. Like, what, yeah. was, what was the first show back like for you getting fucking, to do that? Fucking awesome. It's, yeah. it's always been so fun. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is, a, you know, a funny to do a band that's known for live shows this year. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was like those few <laughs> so, shows we did were fucking great. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a real, the real thing about a three-piece rock band. Too, yeah, just like, totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. Throwing, that, throwing my guitar around, jumping in the crowd. And yeah. 
Making a lot of noise. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to beat that. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah. Sarah, what about you? Well, I, I think I realise more and more that playing music is just like is such a release. Like I need I need that sort of I don't know I there's something in my personality or whatever. Like I just value I really value that release. They're just letting go yeah. and. Um, I really value all the, the friendships that are made from playing music and being able to look at the people on stage and knowing them so well. And yeah. I mean, that's sort of a sad thing about not being able to play as much um, this year is not being around all those people all the time. But um, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I, it's like the exploration of it and not. I don't really understand music. I don't, like I said... <laughs> Yeah. I technically don't have a musical bone in my body, as my <laughs> year seven music teacher said. Um, so I've never understood it. I don't. It. it I don't. I haven't really studied it uh, in any kind of like real way. I just yeah, go yeah, by yeah. ear and. But I love that. I, don't, I love that I kind of don't really yeah. <laughs> know what I'm doing. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, yeah, you did get the chance recently to reunite with a few people that you play with and to run through uh, your. Incredible album as Day Follows Night and get to tape a performance of that. Like, even though it wasn't like technically like a quote unquote real show, like, what was it like for you to get to, you know, perform again, like in that proper sense? Yeah, it was amazing because we, I mean, I, I haven't played since March or yeah. uh, whatever, but we played the album really differently to how it sounds on the record. It was just like a th- the three of us. Um, uh, four of us, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you forget yourself? There, there were three. Yeah, I did. I did actually. It's like, oh yeah, space too. <laughs> yes, piano and drums, and just to take it back to um, sort of where the song started, which were all very simple, and um, yeah, and just to re- relive that record. I mean, I felt I really, lo- I still really love that album. So it was really yeah, yeah. nice to play that familiar material but in a really different way and yeah yeah and then that's yeah i realized from not having done it for a long time just how what a real you know i use that word release it is mm. like to just let everything go and play music it's like it's yeah i feel yeah. very fortunate it's incredible yeah 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 i end these by finding out from all of you i ask this of all of my guests now it's your turn i want to know about the best and the worst shows that you have ever played now, you can start on either or, so you can, like, have, the hap- have a happy ending to your section, or you can just take the fucking plane down to just smash it and just, yeah, just really bring the mood down. Like, either or, like, uh, everyone takes this differently. So, best than worst or worst than best, floor is yours. Pat, go for it. Well, I feel like I, everything I've said about the Vines has been negative, but... But yes, we we made a specialty of playing terrible shows all across the world. Oh yeah, one after the other, and then in the between, like we just do one good one every now and again. But we, um, the worst, I mean, probably it wasn't even a show that we weren't meant to be on the Jay Leno uh, TV show. Yeah, and um. It was really early in the morning, and we did a sound check at eight a.m. and it was obviously too early. Oh, for Craig! Yeah. And God, yeah, <laughs> we he was swimming up from the night before, knowing him. I think yeah, yeah he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he was complaining about not having any food, and uh, he just he um, Hamish started sound checking, hit hit the drum a few times, and Craig's like, sort of was like, what, what? 
he wasn't speaking in that ocker voice. He was like, yeah. Hamish! And Hamish didn't know. Hamish maybe couldn't hear him because he was behind a Perspex screen and then Craig oh, smashed yeah. the Perspex screen down and then smashed all the drums. And then um, there was a lot of shouting and stuff and our manager, Andy, had to like tackle Craig and drag him out. And, oh, man. And then our roadie started crying, which is like this... Oh, he was like this 50-year-old 50, 50 English... Hard guy from England. Oh, dude. Yeah, so then uh, we, um, we weren't allowed to play. <laughs> yeah. I can't fit. You see this? You read about this? The fucking vines, man. <laughs> they trashed my set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like, I remember that Letterman performance just ending in fucking... My, well, that was, like, super wild for me as a kid, like, watching that. And I remember just at that end bit where just all, everything just topples over and Dave just looks over and goes, they all right? And Paul, yeah. Paul Schaefer just looks out from his keyboard and he, he just literally, like, genuinely goes, I, I don't know. <laughs> With those one-liners, Paul, yeah. It was, it was so perfect what he said, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> okay, so what what was the best show that you've played? Well, I mean, it was like it was weird. Like um, our manager Andy said, it was like it was always like two bad ones and one good one, and it's like yeah. Well, that that Letterman show was so in the middle of everything. It was yeah, the yeah, album yeah. was coming out, and we we're on the cover of the Enemy all the time. And then we went, we, we like l- literally took after we finished Letterman, we caught the plane to the airport and watched the show in the airport lounge. Flew yeah, to true. England. And then went to Reading, and you think, well, this is going to be, you know, crazy town. And like, it was, it was the best ever. Yeah, yeah. sick. <laughs> oh, wow. That's and amazing. It, yeah, and it was, you know, unpredictable. And the other best one ever was Youth Group, obviously. That very last show we played in Sydney recently. Oh, the Lansdowne? Yeah. Because I remember yeah. after we finished that, that show, because, like, it was all sorts of people there, like, people from the old days, and then, you like, some actual young people down the front and yeah, Lindy yeah. Morrison from like you know yeah, the yeah, go-betweens yeah. and it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. everyone was jumping up and down and you know it was like rock and roll hell yeah the youth group yeah. that's what's up <laughs> good shit I love it I love it Johnny what about you I feel like they're all the best in the worst shows but I just tried to think of two um, and I can think of I can just think of two Fascinator shows so when I first started Fascinator I was like these fucking for years I've been like on festivals with the presets and cut copy and juggies and yeah, yeah, like yeah. these fucking electronic bands. They just play yeah. Space Bar. What a joke. I'm in a real, I mean, I've been in real bands. I yeah, So I thought it'd be fucking really funny. Rock. Since then, I've realised there's a bit more to it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I thought it'd be funny to get the world's smallest iPod, which was like that big. <laughs> like a like, nano, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And make Little that my backing track. Oh, and dude. I played it was like some fucking like... Sounds Australia bullshit in New York where I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Glennie, yeah, yeah. Glennie G, can I, have, can I get on this? I uh, get on there and I have all these people in costumes and shit. And for some reason, I think there's a setting called preview that I didn't know about and it just kept playing the first three seconds of every track or something and then stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so my backing track would start and I'd be like, yes! what's going on? Yes! <laughs> so oh. that was the best one. And, Hell uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and the other one I thought of was um, Fascinator also has like weird fans. This really rich guy from the Dominican Republic who owns like Great start. banks and shit. He hits me up and he's like, um, I want you to come play my private festival on, in the DR. That um, sounds like a spam email. He's like, how, ma- how many people are in Fascinator? And I'm like, there's just me. And I'm like, mm, four? He's like, yeah, great. All right, cool. So I like messy three of my mates. I'm like, we've got to start a band. I'm taking you to the DR. And um, yeah, I mean, lots of, I, I actually can't really remember the show, but the whole thing of like 
getting flown there and picked up with someone with fascinator on the sign and like taking yeah. his mansion and put up. Oh, he got put up in the in a hotel. Like, so then got taken there. It was just whatever you wanted. It was amazing. Huge. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> remarkable. And oh. I think we played a show too. Oh, that's <laughs> right, actually, actually, yeah. The yeah. drummer was this like he's this punk guy, and I'm like, you can you request like full Tito Puente percussion setup? And he requested, and we get there's this rack of like amazing. Oh yeah, with like the and, chimes and, and shit. And yeah, he's, he's used to having like a snare and a hi hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that rocks, man. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Can you can you top either of those? They're pretty good. I think I've already I've already revealed too much. Uh, no, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I think I already told you my worst and my favourite because the worst was the one with the cat. That was definitely a low point. <laughs> the people like pushing the out of the way, like what the well, fuck? They were carrying all the beers and they were like I was in their way and I yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it, well, yeah. The, I think the opera house. Show was with the orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't want to <laughs> go on about it again too much, but yeah, I did play. With yeah, no, that was <laughs> incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. That's all right. That topped, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Look, it's okay. You've okay. you've done you've done more than enough. Honestly, <laughs> uh, can you please thank our guests, Patrick Matthews, Johnny right. Mackay, Sarah Blasco. Uh, Sarah's going to be performing a, a song for us. So I'll let you set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the interim, uh, Pat, do you have do you have any music out at the moment? Like, are you working on anything at the moment? Uh, well, Youth Group will do a show eventually when everything... We just, yeah, we just, yeah. Oh, man, you guys were supposed to do that tour with We Art had one year, shows year, in yeah. March, and then got put to November, and then, and then now it's July next year. Yeah, right, right, right. But um, Victoria's got a show on uh, November 6th. Yeah, sick. Great Southern Nights at the Golden Barley. Oh, uh, Golden Age? Golden Did Barley. You? Oh, the Golden Barley. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love that place. Good room. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... No, you're all good. Yeah, no, I'm not... My uh, side project with Daniel Johns is on ice. At yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> always <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good you had to bury it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These people can never know. Oh, God. And... Johnny, there's a new Children Collide record. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to take about a year and a half to roll out. Um, we started last November with one single, and we put out another one. Yeah, and then we'll keep going. But yeah, it's through Spinning Top. Yeah, shout out Spinning Top. Yep. Awesome. And uh, it's it's a bloody corker. Hell yeah! Oh, is there any other fascinating stuff happening? Yeah, I'm always annoying everyone by putting out fascinating stuff. There's yeah. like a weird collab I did at the start of quarantine with some people that I'm making a video for, and there's some remixes and. Yeah, different sick. things are floating around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sarah, you are going to be very, very busy next month. You got a, a metric fuck ton of shows coming up. Uh, Sarah is going to be taking up residency at the uh, old five hundred five, uh, doing a bunch of solo shows. So definitely get along to that. Uh, and uh, going to play a little track for us now. Uh, what are you going to play for us? I'm going to play something that's on none of my records. Uh, so, so. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> It's like a B-side from, yeah. Because uh, all I could bring was this uh, ukulele this evening. So, yeah. <laughs>
applause going for Mr. Patrick Matthews thank you. and Mr. Johnny Mackay yeah. thank you all so much for coming thanks for Nick on sound thank you to the Vanguard uh, thank you all for sticking around really appreciate it I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands You've just listened to a not-for-print podcast, independent Australian podcasting.